Blog Talk Radio. Yo, Rubber Guard Radio is live on the air. KZ does these intros, so I was waiting on KZ to do the intro. Kind of slipped me up. Welcome to uh, the first hour of Rubber Guard Radio, and we are presented by Fog City Wrestling. Their website is www.fogcitywrestling.com, and also Russell Warehouse, which is www.wrestlewarehouse.com. And tonight we are here devoting full two hours to the big one-year anniversary show that New Way Pro Wrestling is presenting Saturday in San Diego at the downtown YMCA. And um, I tried to line up a, a big guest for the first hour, but unfortunately it didn't come through. So um, I was able to get the, the rival promoter of uh, New Wave, the scumbag himself, Jeff Dino. What's going on, Jeff? How you doing, Alex? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, Jeff's a good guy. Jeff, uh, as all you all well know, he runs SoCal Pro, which is uh, another San Diego promotion. And... Um, we were just talking earlier today before we went on the air um, about, you know, I, I'll just make it real quick about fans. I guess they think that um, they have WWE in their city or something. Like, um, they enjoy wrestling and they should come out and support wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, just just like what, what you just said, there was a, uh, a message board and somebody was crying because there was a show that was 30 minutes away and they couldn't make it. They didn't want to make the drive. And it just comes down to if you're a fan, you're going to drive 30 minutes to go see a show, whether or not it's a good show or a bad show. If you just want to watch some good wrestling, you know, you're going to go to the show, you're going to take the 30-minute drive. I, I can I know uh, both promoters for both companies, uh, I, I'd say sort of well. And then um, I'd have to say that neither of them are, are living in lavish mansions. Or And also I'd go have to say that they basically put all shows at a, a labor of love not the the profit that the the reason why they do it so the reason why everyone comes on the show and says support your indies because you need to support your indies or they'll go away but um we got the big uh new wave show this saturday uh jeff you'll be in attendance right i'll, I'll be there it uh looks like it's gonna be a fun show like always yeah it's it looks like it's gonna be a real good show i'll save the running and down for uh the second hour uh, first hour, I just I just want to go over some news real quick, and then um, in 30 minutes we're gonna have uh, David E. Jones, one half of uh, the tag team that's kind of blowing up in SoCal. Um, I, I don't know, I don't know if they're blowing up, but I mean they're they're doing really really well right now, and I'm I'm real proud of them. They got a it looks like a EWF might be using them a lot more, and I mean they're, they're doing soon, really well right now. Hopefully soon they they blow up. <laughs> Hopefully soon. I don't want to say they're blowing up yet because they 
we still got a, a lot of uh, territory over here to conquer. So uh, I don't want to I don't want to throw that at them yet. But they're That's doing true. really really well right now. It might, it might boost their ego a little bit too much too now. <laughs> you don't want to do that too much. All right, first uh, piece of news I'm gonna run down real quick is uh, Strike Force has uh, just got a deal with NBC, but it's not as big as the deal that uh, Elite XC just got with uh, CBS because they're airing at a uh, 2:02 a.m. in the morning Pacific time, and it's only a 28 minute show. So um, back to what we said, support your indies, you know, like how. Uh, if you want to see someone come in and topple Dana White, or at least give Dana White a run for his money to support these smaller uh, mixed martial arts groups, even though Strike Force, well, I don't know about the situation with Strike Force, but uh, I know Elite XC, they, they really need the ratings. Uh, the other big MMA story, Jeff, and I'll, I do want to know about your opinion about this. The other big MMA story today is that Kurt Angle claimed that he has agreed to face uh, UFC heavyweight champion Randy Couture in a submission only match at some point in the year. What do you think about that, Jeff? Uh, you know what? I, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, it'd be cool to see Kurt Angle go away from, you know, a little bit more away from wrestling than, than he's been doing. Um, it's it's it def- really interesting. It, it, really it, it, it'd definitely give a different look on, you know, it, it def- you know joining up uh, MMA and, and pro wrestling. It's, it's uh, very interesting because... Um, Honestly, I, I, Kurt Angle does this every every week. He always challenges someone from the mixed martial arts world, uh, namely Daniel Pewter, because if you remember from that SmackDown show a couple of years ago, during the Angle Invitational, Daniel Pewter actually tapped out uh, Kurt Angle in a Kimura. So he's been real embarrassed by Daniel, and every couple of months he'll call him out in a shoot fight. But uh, Kurt, I don't think Kurt will ever do a shoot fight or even the submission match with Randy. But um, it, it's very interesting that a couple of years ago, that um, every every uh, amateur wrestler, they a, a lot of the good ones went into professional wrestling because amateur wrestling at the time you had your cap of how much money you could, I mean where you could go. It's either you could go to the Olympics and make a lot of money on sponsorships if you did really well, but that, even that was a gamble, or you could uh, do professional wrestling like Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle, three real well known ones that come to mind. But now a lot of amateur wrestlers are going to MMA, and um, so professional wrestling. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in professional wrestling in the next couple of years, because some of the the greatest professional wrestlers, you know, potentially may not even go to professional wrestling route. They may go the MMA UFC route. Kind of interesting. Um, TNA tonight has Christian Cage and Kevin Nash versus AJ Styles and Tomko, and a huge announcement from Karen Angle. Christian Cage and Nash against AJ Styles and Tomko. How how big would you say Christian is? Christian? Yeah. Uh, size-wise. Size-wise? He's pretty small. Yeah. I've always thought that, too, but I listened to an interview with him today, and he said he's about 6'1", 240. Well, he's, he's shorter than I am. I'm 6'2". Yeah. So, I mean, he's not a big guy. It's interesting because he never looked big on WWE TV, and I've not seen him much in TNA. But um, he, he, when he said that, I was I was really surprised because um, he yeah he never came across to me as being that big. It was very interesting to me. No, I I, I even with with the with the stats, I, I don't think he's he's really a big guy. 
Yeah, and uh, the guys, in, and especially with TNA, the guys are a lot smaller. So, I mean, seems like he'd be a lot bigger as compared to. Um, I have some TNA house show report here from Aiken, South Carolina. Um, have you heard anything about these TNA house shows? No, uh, all, I've, all I've heard is that people are having a good time at them, though. Yeah, I don't. This and is, every uh, every every report I've heard is everyone's having a good time. There's no BS going on. It's just straight show. And I, I can say from a firsthand account that uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, they used to run. Uh, well, they still did run their All Star Weekend shows, which is a two night double shot of shows. And they'd bring in uh, TNA talent mostly to fill up the cards. And I have to say that, you know, the audience was always much longer, larger when they had the, the majority of the TNA talent. And then someone, even like a Samoa Joe, who had wrestled for Pro Wrestling Grill in the past and had, you know, made his name out here in Southern California, a lot of the fans only knew him from TNA. So I wonder, it's TNA right now, um, they're running a lot on the East Coast, and I wonder, you know, obviously I don't know how it impacts them financially, but I wonder if they ran out here in California what they'd do. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. What's that? Yeah, ECW tried that a few years ago. They had one, they had like one show out here in L.A. a few years ago, and then they pretty yeah. much, then they were pretty much gone, so <laughs> I don't know if that was it, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's not, but... um I'm sure they'll have to, you know, build up their fan base where they're at first mm-hmm. and start, you know, slowly working their way out here. Also, something else that TNA has done a lot recently on these house shows is that they'll have a DJ, because in this match right here, in the second match on the show, it had Awesome Kong against ODB. And then ODB, was, her manager for the night was a local DJ. So what they've been doing is they've been getting local DJs from a, uh, all these cities that they're hitting for the house shows and have the DJ come in and second the wrestlers, and then obviously the DJ will give him free promo time on the air because obviously he'll talk about what he's doing that night. So it's, it's real interesting marketing tactic. Yeah, well, and he'll and he'll promote the show as much as he can because he's involved with it. Yes, it's it's real interesting when I read that. Um, I'll just I'll just go down the lineup real quick, but um, I'll just go down the lineup real quick because I, I want to segue to something else real quick because we have a speaking of. Uh, Someone running a show out in California. There's a there's a big show coming to California, and they just announced the main event. I'll get into that in a minute. Um, the first match of Motor City Machine Guns defeated uh, Sanjay Dutt and Consequences Creed, who was on one show that won a TNA pay per view. But uh, he's a local Georgia independent wrestler. Uh, awesome Kong defeated ODB. James Storm came out in a wheelchair, and uh, handpicked Johnny Devine to take his place tonight. So it was Rhino defeating Johnny Devine. Uh, Booker T defeated Robert Rude. Jay Lethal defeated AJ Styles. LAX defeated the Rocket Raven faction. And Kurt Angle defeated Samoa Joe. I'd, I'd pay to go see that show. Yeah, for, I mean, pretty much pretty much what's turned me off of TNA is is just constant interviews, and it's, it's become, you know, just like watching Raw or SmackDown, and they don't, they didn't have any wrestling, and that's you know that's what what was turning me off from TNA, but from the house shows, house shows always look good to me because yeah, it's just house, great wrestling. They just give you what you want to see. Yeah, the house shows seem so like the the bullshit that comes with the TV show isn't there. Um, so for the show I was talking about uh, XPW, a cold day in hell. Um, 
When's, what's the date on the show? Let me read it here. Uh, the date, May 24th. Um, they've announced one match. Let me see if I can pull up the match. I just read it. It was Sabu and Homeless Jimmy against Raven and Vic Grimes. So Sabu and Homeless Jimmy against Raven and Vic Grimes. Mm. How many tickets do you think they sold? They just had a pre-sale the other day. I'm sure, I, I'm sure they did pretty well. Uh, actually, uh, we were at the San Francisco, we were at the Cow Palace for uh, the Russell Fan Fest, and actually Kevin Kleinrock was by our table, and then he was he was mentioning how well the XPW DVDs are doing nationally. He said they were moving uh, really well. And so um, I think this is what brought them among the show. Um, what are some of your memories of going to XPW shows? Uh, me, I only went to one show. And my biggest memory was waiting three hours for the show to start. Uh, so <laughs> so that's, that's pretty much my last memory of that. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely really excited about the show. definitely want to see the gangsters. Um, obviously, Raven, uh, Sabu. Um, but I, you know what? It, it doesn't matter what, what matches they put together. I think it'll be cool just to see some of these guys that they're bringing together. It's it's really... I'll, I'll go into a list of talent they're using real quick. They're using... Uh, Supreme Sandman Vampiro, who Vampiro supposedly retired, but it would be interesting to see him come out of retirement. White Trash, Johnny Webb, uh, Chaos, GQ Money, which is uh, Fabian Keelan, uh, Angel, Pogo the Clown, Also Boy Luke, M-Dog 20, Nosawa, Scorpio Sky, and the Gangsters Reunited. Um, it's definitely interesting because XPW, at the time, um, how how big was it in California? Do you remember? It was pretty big out here. I mean, they they pretty much almost sold out the place when they were running, um, and it was it was just people were always talking about them. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely. I mean, for a lot of people, it was definitely sad when it went away. I have to say, uh, um, one of the things that about XBW looking back, just thinking off the top of my head real quickly, is it gave uh, semi national exposure. To a lot of guys who would have never gotten it. Uh, Supreme, I don't think, would have ever gotten the national exposure that he got if it would have been for XPW. No, well, they had a TV deal. I mean, people can watch on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And they were seen from a lot of people. So it was definitely a good thing for the guys that were out here, you know, to get that national exposure. The funny thing is, I actually, I used to watch, I've said this before on the show, on the America One Network, I used to watch ECW, and then um, ECW was actually replaced by XPW at the time. So I'd watch NWA Wildside, and then I'd watch the XPW television show. Kind of interesting. Unfortunately, I won't be at that show. Um, There's actually a UFC fight that night, and um, I'll actually be in Las Vegas. I'll be in Las Vegas for a couple couple of different reasons, but um, I'll actually be in Las Vegas that night. Um, This is really interesting. I was reading... um, Lita was on a radio show in Richmond, and apparently she didn't want to talk about wrestling, but the host didn't want to seem to talk about her band. They asked if she was still with Edge, and she said if she was, she wouldn't say because she's learning not to talk about things like that. She said she doesn't miss wrestling and hasn't watched it. The host reminded her that she did the 15th anniversary show. They asked her about the Jeff Hardy suspension. She said she didn't know anything about it, but it sucks. They tried to get her to talk about Jeff's alleged drug use, and she said she didn't know. They tried to do a comedy bit where a guy pretended he was Coco Beware talking to her. 
and she doesn't seem to want to go with it. The host buried her after leaving, saying she should have talked about her personal life. Uh, what do you What do you think about that? Uh, that that's interesting. She's she's running from what made her famous. It sounds a little bit like The Rock, huh? Yeah. What What are your feelings on guys who do that? On what? What are, What are your feelings on guys who who uh, quote, quote unquote run away from the business? I I think it kind of sucks because you know there's a lot of people out there that like this guy who wanted to interview her, and he probably had only a couple questions. He probably didn't have too much time with her, but you know it it's only a couple questions. And it's kind of sad to see if she's got some big ego like that, but, you know, she has to just talk about her band because people are going to come to her band because they know who she is, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not going to go see her band because, you know, you just saw a poster on the on the street. <clears throat> you're going to know her as Lita, the wrestler, and you're going to go see her because of that. We have a caller actually on the air uh, from the 650 caller. <laughs> Hi, KZ, what's up, fellas? Hey, what's going on, KZ? I know, the airport. You you called into the Alex Saint show. Yes, I mean Alex Saint show. I'm about to go through security, so I'll call you guys back in a little bit. Okay, awesome. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks for the heads up, KZ. <laughs> that was KZ on the air. Um, let me pull up something real quick. Um, while I'm pulling this up, Jeff, you have a show next Saturday. And then I was wondering if you wanted to run that down for a couple of minutes. We'll go into the show next week, but um, let's let's run that down for a couple of minutes. Sounds good. We got um, next Saturday night, the twenty second. Uh, we got a SoCal Pro show, and anybody who's looking to get some info, you can go to SoCalProWrestling dot com. And we've got a uh, got a main event of uh, Jason Rodondo and SoCal Crazy. And it's going to be a Falls Count Anywhere match. So we'll definitely have a have a crazy place around there on next Saturday. Um, we'll just run down the card real quick. Mm-hmm. we only got a couple minutes. Uh, the next match that we have is uh, Chimera and the returning Conde Jr. We'll be taking on uh, the debuting team of Herticon Negro and Locura. Mm-hmm. And that'll definitely be a an awesome fast-paced matchup. That's a um, that's a Lucha Libre match, and then um, uh, it, it'll be a good match. But it, it seems to me like you have to promote it as a Lucha Libre match so people understand that the wrestlers involved are actually luchadors. Yeah, they're all they are they are all luchadors. Yes, <laughs> because um, New Wave is not promoting a Lucha match this weekend, but um, <laughs> we have a match with uh, one guy who's a who is a, a luchador, and then another guy who. Uh, has done extensive, extensive work in Mexico, and uh, another guy who's just a really good wrestler, but uh, since we didn't promote it as a lucha match, I guess we're starting to get a little bit of backlash. That was me getting on a soapbox. I apologize. Well, maybe, yeah, I'll, I'll start promoting that as a lucha match. Maybe we'll get those two fans from San Diego to come up here. <laughs> <laughs> the mirror uh, image, Ricky Mandel against a professional, Scott Lost. Ricky Mandel against Scott Lost. Uh, Ricky Mandel is still... On a losing streak, he's ten and zero. Or I'm sorry, zero and ten. <laughs> and uh, Scott Lost was the first man to defeat him uh, back last April, so it'll definitely be a good match. You know, Ricky Mandel's gonna be looking for a big win against Scott Lost. Uh, definitely, it'll definitely be a real good match. Um, you got the Ballers against Matt Twisted and El Bandito. Yeah, uh, the El Bandito's match. debut in New Wave, isn't it? 
What's that mean, SoCal Pro? It's El Bandito's debut in SoCal Pro, right? El Bandito's uh, debut and the returning Matt Twisted. Okay. And uh, we haven't seen Matt Twisted for a few months, but it'd be nice to see him back. And they'll be taking on the Ballard Brothers, the the uncrowned uh, tag team champions, as they like to call it now. (laughs) They heard... uh, they heard Jason Rodondo calling for a belt, so they figured they might as well be. Hey, you know, <laughs> if it worked for uh, Hey, second, we got a caller from the 760. Caller. Caller from the 760. Oh, it's... We still there? Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. I accidentally muted you. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry about that. Continue. All right. The next match we got Johnny Goodtime against Brandon Cutler. Um, last month, Brandon Cutler jumped the guardrail and attacked Johnny Goodtime. Um, so Johnny Goodtime's looking to get some revenge on him. Uh, we haven't seen much of Brandon Cutler, but uh, definitely be uh, good to see what he has to offer to SoCal Pro. And uh, again, we are going to have. Uh, our commissioner will be there making his first appearance at the next show uh, to uh, Jason Redondo and TNT. They've been demanding a title belt, so he'll be there to uh, let them know what's going on with the belt, so we'll just have to see what happens. I'm going to play a commercial right now, and then I'll be back on the air hopefully with another guest. So we'll be right back on Rebel Guard Radio. Saturday that you're a part of. Yeah, yeah, doing the uh, doing the whole tag team uh, championship thing against uh, Precious Rick Ellis and uh, Ariel Starr should be should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, been uh, been doing a lot of uh, been doing a lot of work around um, around LA area and things like that. And this is my first. Honestly, this is my I think this is my second ever tag team championship match that I've ever had. Uh, so hopefully, I mean, you got to consider you got the, uh, you know, tag team titles. I'm very strongly connected with the company, so uh, I would expect a victory from Anchors Away, but I don't really know exactly. You got to figure also, Ariel Star is 
working Scott Loss earlier that night. So anything can really happen, man. It should be a lot of fun. Um, we were talking earlier, and I want I want to get a little bit of uh, your your feedback on it. Um, y'all been working for uh, Jesse Hernandez up there in EWF. You've already worked a couple shows. So we've not had the opportunity to talk to you about it yet. So um, how has those experiences gone for you? Uh, Jesse's awesome, man. Je- Jesse's awesome. Uh, Cincinnati Red helps him out with booking. This is awesome. All the guys out in the locker room are, like, really cool. And, and all of them are, I wouldn't say stars, but, I mean, they're quasi-celebrity status. So, because they're, they're somewhat of local uh, local superstars. So it's really a good feeling when I come into the locker room and they all shake my hands. Oh, anchors away. And all this stuff. It's really funny. Um, and I actually feel like I'm known. And I was watching the DVD. I just had a match with... Uh, a uh, guy up there named Vision, real cool guy, and um, we did a we did a match about the DVD. Like the next time I was on the show, and uh, brought it home, and I was just watching over it. And it's funny because the, um, the the commentators on the on the DVD actually knew everything about me. They knew where I came from, they knew uh, what certain moves I had was called, and everything. And that's a big deal to me, man. I've, I've had people telling me like, "Oh, you're nothing. You're never going to be nothing," and everything. And, um, one of the big, uh, one of my big accomplishments, always working for EWF, regardless of where I was, let alone Covina, which is his, uh, pretty much his big shows is, is Covina. Those are shows like he puts on with people that are uh, very, very important, and not saying very important, but I mean but that that he knows that he's comfortable with, that can hang with uh, the crowd and actually deliver a good show and give them their money's worth. So it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun, man. Jesse Hernandez is very, very awesome. I love EWF. I I'd uh, I'd love to continue to work there. It just depends. I'm kind of at the mercy of the right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we were all at the last show where it was actually a, a return match from your second EWF appearance. It was uh, Country Joe and Coconut Coconut Joe and Country Bear against Anchors Away, and then uh, your, your third match there was against Vision. So um, how, how did both those matches go? Well, the um, yeah, first time first time I worked UWF, we worked out in uh, out of San Bernardino, and I think it was a, a church or some kind of community center, some kind of religious community center. Um, and it wasn't a it wasn't a huge crowd, so we just we had just met that day. We had met Country Beer and Coconut Joe, and seemed like pretty cool guys. Um, it turns out that uh, Coconut Joe has had a long layover, like right before he had to, like a couple of years, um, so he wasn't altogether comfortable about doing some some things. Um, but, uh, when we talked it over and we had a, I think it's somewhat of a decent match. I'm not going to say it was five star or anything. It was pretty good for what it was. It was a lot of fun. Um, and that was a great way for us to kind of get established with, with, uh, the family audiences. Cause usually we're doing like a lot of Lucha shows and, uh, things like that. So we were allowed to be a little more, uh, let's say graphic with our language, uh, body language and stuff like that. So uh, at this show, we kind of had to tone it down again and, and be in front of families and stuff, which is totally different experience. It's a lot of fun. Um, then when I did that, I did, I did Vision. I worked Vision uh, by myself. And, uh, Ryan Stone was supposed to come out with me. He, was, he came out with me, um, and uh, me and Ryan Stone had talked about it in the back. We said, man, you're going to okay during the match, you know, because he's a manager at the time. Because uh, uh, all I needed was a solo match, so I was, I was fortunate enough to work Vision. Um, and uh, I told Ryan Stone, it's okay, man, you're going to pull his leg at this time, and you're going to come in, distract the referee, I'm going to get the victory and all this stuff. And it turns out, legit, Ryan Stone came out and slipped on a, on a puddle of water that uh, Ryan Taylor, I guess, had splashed on himself the match before. 
um, and dislocated his knee, fell to the ground, and, and uh, he looked up at me. He's just like, "Hey, man, I, I, uh, I dislocated my knee." I, I thought he was joking. I was like, "Okay, man, whatever." And he's like, "No, man, really, really." And I was real pissed off at the time because we had this big old match, elaborate match uh, planned out, and uh, he just screwed it all up by having this injury. So I was just like, "All right, just stay there. I'll get somebody to help you out." And I was like, <laughs> "I was a real big kid about it." But I got in the ring. I did my thing. I told the announcers, "I get him out of here. He's he's hurt." Um, at the last minute, I pretty much had to change my whole game plan with Vision. I did a whole bunch of different things and, uh, you know, tried to make it work. And Vision, I actually had a real good match. I was, uh, was real pleased with it. Vision's a real old-school wrestler. So it was, uh, it, was, it was refreshing to work with somebody who had a respect for the business. It didn't need to do, you know, 50 spots in a row and things like that to get over. So it was, it's pretty cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. And then... Uh, Man, right after Vision, we, we faced... Well, I'll, I'll, I have a little bit of comment on that match real quick. Um, actually, uh, as as they'll admit, I'm kind of I'm hard on both of them because of my trainers. And so um, I was there live in attendance for that match, and um, it, was, it, was a, it was a really good match. And, and I'm, I'm really honest with them because, you know, I pay them money. So, you know, I can, I can leave at any point if I wanted to. So... Um, that I was a really good match, and I was really pleased with the match. And then uh, the thing I was most pleased with is that uh, David E. Jones does a lot of tactics in his match, and he scaled the tactics down. And it was it was it was like he was a, a new wrestler that day. It was, it was very I've never seen that side of you, and I was I was very impressed with it. So I, anybody, uh, if you go to EWS website, which is I, I think www.empirewrestlingfederation.com. And I'm not sure what the show is named, but if you go check out that show, it had uh, a couple good matches on there before. It had uh, the Wave of Death against Ryan Taylor and JT Blackstar, and there was a couple of good matches before that match. But uh, definitely check out the David E. Jones Vision match. Uh, it was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, was, uh, the actual uh, the name of the event, I believe, is called Damage Control 3. Okay. Um, and you can check it out. On the, I'm pretty sure it's available on the website. If not, if you go to the WF events, I mean, they always have DVDs of the last couple shows that they had done. So um, it's a, it was, it was, yeah, it was overall, it's a real good show. It's like hair versus hair match. The thing. A lot of, lot of good stuff on that show. A lot of good stuff on that show. And it was an honor, really, just kind of out of nowhere, getting the email from, from Red saying, hey, man, you want a book. And it's funny because <laughs> I was booked. We were booked. Me and uh, Ryan Stone, we were booked that day to face the tag team champion. And uh, he wrote me, I want to say it was like uh, December 2nd or something. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a short time, or not December, it was like January or February 2nd. And I didn't get it until like 10 days later. And I responded, and I said, look, man, I'm sorry about the late response. You still have a spot open for me. And, he's, and he wrote back, said, no, man, we ain't got the spot no more. You ain't going to face tag team champions no more. But we do have an option. If you want to do a singles, we'll do a singles. I said, okay, let's do a singles. Um, and uh, the show after that, we were able to actually finally make our our Covina Anchors Away debut, and we uh, faced again. We faced Country Bear and Coconut Joe, and that was honestly, I mean, out of all the matches I've had, and I'm not saying like I'm a huge professional, I've had I'd say just over hundred some odd matches. Um, that was probably one of my favorites. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. It wasn't like great. It wasn't like a fantastic match, but uh, I was real geeked about. At the end, we, we were in the locker room, and I was talking to people in the locker room, junior guys, like students of, of Jesse, and I was talking about psychology, and I was talking about 
why things made sense and how fans reacted to certain things and how little we actually did to get over with the crowd. And uh, it, was, it was really cool was because, I mean, really, uh, Ryan Stone and myself, and we'll, we'll preach it over and over again to my students, and you, you know, you could vouch for me on this, we don't do anything in the ring. We do a couple things here and there, and we take a couple bumps, and uh, most of it's a lot of selling and comedy and, and things like that, and it really gets over with the crowd. And it's great because me and Ryan Stone are exactly in shape. So it's, it's a lot of fun just, just kind of going out there and maybe shaking your butt a little bit for the crowd and having them laugh and they still get their money's worth. And I still get emails upon emails about you know from fans from different shows saying, hey, I saw you at the show. It was a lot of fun. Um, you did a real good job. And and then, you know, people will, like when we came back from the from the match at the last show, somebody had come up to us. I can't remember who it was, but they said, Man, you did absolutely jack shit and got over like I do when I bust my ass in there. And it was funny because they used the um, they used the example. Morgan Eddie was on that particular show from the Rockers, and he had, uh, I guess he had visited the school the day before, and his he was he had a big preaching thing on how little you really need to do to get over with the fans. You don't need to do a whole bunch of uh, moon songs and shooting star presses and one thing to the other, or the other, the other. You don't need to go outside the ring. You don't need to dive. You don't need to do all that shit to get over with the crowd. Because the crowd, you know, it's not as old school as it was. And it's a little bit hard to entertain the fans, but really, uh, psychology really gets to the fans more than anything. And I'm living proof. Now, I'm telling you right now, and I told somebody before we got there, I think it was Rockstar, uh, I can't remember, Rockstar or something. He was, he's an EWF. He's a cool guy. And he said, uh, how are you guys going to possibly get over with military uniforms as heels? You know, and, and we came out and we said, but before we went out, we said, look, we don't do much, but we can get over with the crowd like, like crazy. And it's because we have knowledge of, of how to get over and how to get heat from the fans. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, it was a lot, a lot of fun. EWF has been really, really good to me and, and Ryan Stone, and I'm very, very grateful for all they have done, and hopefully we can continue to work with them. So, like I said, mercy to the fans. <laughs> hey, Jeff, you, uh, you were at that show and you saw Marty Zanetti live. So what's some of your thoughts on it? Uh, on the show or Marty Jannetty? Uh, the show, and include Marty Jannetty. Uh, I thought the show was, the show was pretty fun. Um, I, I thought Marty Jannetty was kind of, uh, just kind of throwing it in there. Wasn't really giving it his all. Um, I, I do have to say, I, Anchors Away was, was definitely the highlight of the show. Um, and just like, just like Davy Jones just said, you know, they didn't really do too much, but they sure got over um, but I got a I got a question for Davy Jones. Oh sure, sure. You want to book me on the show? No problem. I got you. I'm, I'm there. New champion champions. <laughs> but you guys, you guys, you guys have been going all over. You know, Southern California now. You've done Mexico, Arizona. Where do you Where do you see Anchors Away as a tag team for the year of 2008? Oh man. Um, by the, by the me, end of the year, me and Ryan Stone had uh, when we first started. We said within a few years, this is our list of goals. We kind of sat down and we talked. We discussed back and forth about what we really wanted to do with each other and what we wanted to see Anchors Away become within the next couple of years. Um, and one of those goals is definitely winning the strap somewhere, winning the tag team championship somewhere. And I could say all I want, you know, all, all that I want about New Wave Pro Wrestling and winning the championships there. Is, well, you know, I mean, you know just as well as I do. I mean, you win the championships at a company you're really tied to. It doesn't really count. It's not like anybody considers you enough worthy to win a championship. So I'd love, I'd kill to win a championship somewhere else, um, tag team title somewhere. 
Whether it be like a small small promotion or a big promotion doesn't matter to me. I don't care if it's um, shit, man, AWS or PWF or, you know, if I do a run-in one day at PWG and, you know. <laughs> but if I, you know, if somewhere if I win, if I win the straps, man, I'd be, I'd be like on cloud nine. That'd be awesome. Um, another, another place I really see us doing is uh, the auditorial down in TJ because they have a, you know, they have a little arena down in TJ and, um, it's pretty big, and I never really wrestled in the arena arena. And the biggest, I think the biggest crowd I've ever wrestled in front of was, I believe it was about 1,200 people. Um, and I really want to wrestle in front of many, many thousands. And it's, you know, I just haven't done it. I haven't done it yet. And I really want to. I mean, you figure seven years in the business, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd have done something like that by now, but I, you know, never had the opportunity, I guess. Because um, I was wanting to wrestle. My, my big goal coming into wrestling was wrestling in the Grand Olympic Auditorium. And I was never... Uh, unless I, unless I turn to be a very uh, Christian man or whatever the church is now, um, and as far as actually like being somewhere more than anything, we want to be uh, we want to be considered one of the best tag teams in Southern California, and uh, we're, uh, a lot of people see the, the problem is a lot of people in uh, the SoCal area are real uh, kind of smart to the business, so I mean they'll always say things like, well, the young bucks are gonna. They're the best champ, you know. They're the best tag team right now, and um, all these different people do all these high flying moves and spot sets and stuff. They're the champions. They're the best, and um, nothing to take away from them. I mean, they're outstanding. They can do shit I could never fucking do in my whole life. I tried, you know. I, I weigh probably as much as they do combined, <laughs> but um, I uh, I want I really want fans to see things the way I do as far as psychology and getting over with the crowd. Because I, I guarantee it, I can, I can, I'll put money on it. I can go out there and, and do jack shit for, for 15 minutes and still get over like mad. And uh, that's really where you really should be looking at as opposed to what kind of moves they do. Don't be so smart to the business. Put yourself back into a Mark's perspective and look at the match and then look at exactly how I'm making you feel and, and what you want to do to me at the end of the night. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's really what you should be thinking of because – when, you know, we're all watching wrestling as kids before we even found out it was it was uh, not as real as we'd like it to be. We all had that feeling looking at looking at Macho Man Randy Savage using the bell on Ricky Steamboat. Oh man, it's son of a bitch and all that stuff. You know, and then we got older, we got kind of smart to the business, and then all of a sudden people are all about Jeff Hardy. Well, well look where Jeff Hardy is now. You know, <laughs> and like I said, nothing to take away from him. He does things I can never ever do. But things like the Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, who does jack shit, he gets beat down for 20 minutes, comes back with a little comeback and wins. And that shit still gets over with the crowd. And people just don't really think about it until they actually see it live. They understand, and they're marked out for me. They really will. They'll, they'll, they'll mark out for me, but the next day they'll say, well, this shit, a fucking match it was. And say, you know, I was terrible because they're not, they don't do all this shit. Oh, fuck, I don't want to do all this shit. I'm, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. People like Ric Flair, who is mostly careful with his career, He's still wrestling now. Uh, you know, people like uh, Jeff Hardy, regardless of the, the drug situation, I don't give him another 10 years. He'll be out quick. And it's because all, all the abuse you're doing to your body. I'm thinking about the long term, man. I want to do this when I'm sick. It'll be all right. Hey, hey uh, we have a caller on the line. Uh, KZ, you got a question for David E. Jones? No, I just wanted to make sure that you acts are carrying my show. <laughs> wow, that's big. Okay. I, I, I have words for Mr. Jones, but we'll have to uh, get those out on Saturday. There you okay. go. Save all your energy, man. You're going to need it. i got some good plans. 
Good, good. Yeah, we're checked in. We're getting ready to get on our flight to come down and, and harass the stars of New Wave Pro. So, That's Alex, right. have a good show. And what, what, match you looking for, what, what match are you looking most for through this Saturday? Uh, no, T.J. Perkins me. match. T.J. Perkins. Perkins. Yeah. It's his steel show. All right, KZ. Uh, I'll see you in a couple hours. All right, brothers. Take care. All right, then. Hey, I'm looking down on the New Wave show, and I'm, I'm really figuring that... Uh... Well, I have one more question for you really quickly. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Excuse me. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is this is my show. During uh during training it's your show, but during this is my show. Um, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. Um I've heard you mention a lot that uh you'd really like to wear the tag team straps in a company and I was wondering what does it mean to you if a promoter were to put the tag team titles on you? That's a that's a big deal, man. That's a big deal. In any promotion, no matter how rinky dinky it is, when they have all these other people to choose from when you're being chosen to say where the straps, to where the any belt, it just means they have faith in you to do so, unless you're some kind of transitional champion. You know what I mean? Unless you're just like holding the belt for somebody else because they're injured at the, for the time being and you have your little tiny run and then they take it right back from you. But to actually get a belt, is it, it's amazing. And people, a lot of people take it kind of for granted, like, okay, well, I'm the champion. It's all fake. And that's bullshit. You know, it means it really does mean that somebody has faith in you to, to uh, be the top individual for that particular class in their company. In my case, it would be the tag team class, you know, whether it be a cruiserweight, television title, internet title, or however many damn different titles there are. You know, it, for somebody to say in any company that me, and, that me and Ryan Stone are the best tag team in that company, it's a very, very big deal. It, it would uh, definitely put a big check on, uh, on the many things on my list I want to do before I die. <laughs> Jeff, as a promoter, what what's the belt mean to you? Uh, pretty much, pretty much, uh, David Jones just kind of summed it up. You know, it's it's definitely somebody that 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 you feel can you know be kind of the figurehead of the company, whether it be you know cruiserweight tag team world title. And you definitely gotta you definitely gotta you, you're not just throwing it on anybody. But I got I got something, real quick from something that that you just said uh, a few minutes ago. You wanted to you wanted to wrestle down in TJ, and uh, for anybody listening who who even lives in San Diego or around San Diego, I've seen probably two dozen shows down there in TJ, and it's if you have the opportunity to go down there and see a show, definitely definitely do your best to go see a show down there, because when that place is packed, and the and the crowd is just going nuts, it's totally it's it's a totally different experience than you've ever seen before at a wrestling show. Those those shows are nothing like they are up here. Yeah, it's hot, man. The auditorium, man, they had a lot of fun. A lot of fun over there. I wrestled on TJ. I wrestled in Mexico a couple times different places. Um, I wouldn't even say, you know, I wrestled in TJ. You know, but nothing like the auditorium. The auditorium, and it has such history in it. So, Um, they're awesome shows. Actually, uh, uh, I got a DVD the other day that actually was filmed at the auditorium, and it actually had Rey Mysterio Jr. against Io De Santo. So you, there's some history right there. Uh, a very big match in, uh, down in Tijuana. They got it. I think it was around 97. Nice, nice. Yeah, man, the, uh, fucking uh, Tijuana is awesome. I, I love, I love like, the, the passion and everything because uh, fans down there are – little less smart to the business. I mean, they're smart to it, but I mean, they still 
put themselves in a Mark's perspective, which is awesome. I love that. I love that when fans do that. But that's really what you're paying for. If you're going to pay to sit down and watch and on your hands, then why even go? That's like going to a that's like going to a haunted house and and doing everything you can not to get scared. What's the point? What are you paying for? You might as well go home. You know, and then you go home and criticize a lot of that that match sucked or whatever. They don't do that in Mexico, man. It's a lot of fun over there. It's really really cool. Good stuff. Okay. okay. Well, um, it it is definitely completely different than it is up here. It's it's more of a family outing than it as it is down there. Okay. Um. I'm. I asked KZ this question, and uh, well, first of all, um, you covered your match a little bit. Anything else you want to say about uh, Ariel Star and Precious Rickellis? Done with me. Yes. Yeah. Um. I, you know what, Ariel Star and Precious Rickellis, I, I give him. I give him this from an actual. Uh, from a. Uh, I'd say from a, a shoot perspective, Ariel Star and Rickellis are, without a doubt. Honestly, like even now, as, as junior as Rick Ellis is, is one of the the, the biggest up and comers, um, especially tag team wise, in uh, in the Southern California area I've ever seen. They're so good and they mesh so well. And the, the, the great thing about Rick Ellis and Ariel Starr is they don't mesh well. They they hate each other, which is great because it, it feeds the it feeds the audience. Like everybody knows they want to beat the crap out of each other, but they got to get along for the sake of the titles. That's great. That's you know you can't write stuff like that. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's a lot of fun. They're they're cool, man. I don't. I really don't give them a snowball's chance in hell come time to show, just because of the, uh, the Scott Loss thing. Scott Loss is one of the biggest uh, stars in in, uh, in in SoCal, without a doubt. So I think uh, Ariel Star is gonna kind of get his ass kicked by Scott Loss, and whatever Scott Loss doesn't do, me and uh, me and Ryan Stone will take care of. And uh, then we can uh, give uh, KZ the the opportunity of seeing anchors away with the belt. And I know that's that's really why he's coming on there. He can he can uh, go ahead and talk about T.J. Perkins all he wants, but he loves him some anchors away. So. <laughs> all right, looking up and down the card, other than uh, your own match, which I know you're preparing for, what match are you looking more forward to? Uh, you know, I love the idea of uh, I love the three way dance between uh, T.J. LTP and Kamara. It's going to be insane. And honestly, yeah, it's going to steal the show. It's it's I think I give nothing uh, against uh, chaos and and so crazy. And that's going to be, you know, that's going to be an amazing match if it ever happens. Because I'm hearing some weird things about about chaos, about uh, him being injured. But um, if it does happen, it's going to be awesome. But that uh, that three way dance is going to be amazing. I don't know, you know, I know uh, LTP and Kamara have worked together a lot, and I've worked Kamara a couple times. Kamara is amazing. Uh, LTP has been to Japan, and TJ Perkins. Well, you know, we we can't say anything about TJ Perkins. The dude's a machine. And he's so quiet. I mean, I just hear all this, all this kind of stuff. Like someone would be selling it. I mean, like, like, just calm down, just relax, just take this. <laughs> Somebody had made it look like, all right, let me put you in the arm bar and think about four more things to do. Okay, this, 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 this. And, oh. <laughs> and he's just like so calm about everything, which is awesome. He's so young. He's he's going to be he's going to be something big in this business, guaranteed. Um, I'm really looking forward to that match. Uh, I'm also. Really looking Perkins forward is to only a month older than me. <laughs> Sad, isn't it? Like, it makes you feel like really inadequate when you see people your age fucking doing like so much better than you are. And that's not with you know, it's not just wrestling; it's everything, man. It's you know, it's with jobs and you know, I got I got people my age that already had kids, and I you know I feel like I did something wrong. Well, my wife's approved, so it's okay. Don't let her know. Don't let her know. She's right here. She's gonna, yeah. Ow! Ow! All right. Anyway, um, no, I'm really looking forward to uh, Okura and Alex Saint. 
I'm very much looking forward to it. Honestly, I think uh, I think it's going to be a somewhat of a somewhat of a decent match, provided Alex Saint actually, you know, puts in his full effort this time. Last last one really stunk. I'm just saying, <laughs> just kind of put it out there. Akuna is also he's awesome. He's real good. He's super awesome. He's uh, he did a lot of cool things in there, um, in the ring and uh, and the 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 amount of time he's had in to train from the time, from the, the actual performance he's giving is insane because he's so good. He picks it up so well. And there's some people in the business that really kind of pick things up real well um, and some people who don't. He's just one of those people that really has this natural ability to do real good in the business. So, um, and also, uh, who could forget the battle role? The battle role is going to be big. It's going to be big. I, I suspect very, very big things that happen in the battle role just because of all the people that are in it. Uh, there are people in it that weren't exactly announced just yet, um, and a lot of people are going to be surprised to see in a minute. Uh, some people making their professional wrestling debuts, some people making their new wave pro wrestling debuts, like the Master Joe Bear. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see them in there. It's going to be a lot of fun to see them in there, and, and hopefully one of our local guys can uh, can uh, pull it off. We got people from a couple people from LA going into it, a couple people from SoCal Pro going into it. Um, of course, we have a good amount of students going into it. So it should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun. From what I'm hearing, the, uh, the battle royal is not just a battle royal. It's a Royal Rumble-style battle royal. So, I mean, you've got people coming out one at a time every so often. I don't know what the intervals is, but uh, every so often they come out, have their own little entrance, and people really get into it. The whole countdown thing, and it's going to be really exciting for the crowd. So it should be a lot of fun. It's uh, LTP and uh, Mayor and... Uh, T.J. Perkins don't steal the show from Chaos and SoCal Crazy. It's definitely going to be that battle royal, guaranteed. Yeah, I'm looking on the new website, and there's a question mark by Chaos's name. Um, have you heard anything about Chaos? This is all I can, this is all I can really tell you. Is, um, there's a, there was a press release um, brought out by uh, Adam Ginsberg, our commissioner, and who said that Chaos had contacted him and was dropping the hint that he may not be able to, to make it on March 15th. And uh, Adam Ginsburg straight up said to Chaos, one way or the other, the fans get they're going to get their match. And you will be there. Guaranteed Chaos will be there on March 15th. But Chaos is dropping the hint that he's injured or something to that effect. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't know what's going to happen. It's kind of a mystery at this point. And some people are, are writing me. like like Fans are writing wrestlers at New Wave expecting them to know what's going on. I, I have no clue. I couldn't tell you, honestly. All I know is... All I know is Adam Ginsburg says he's taking care of everything, and I trust in his judgment. So hopefully, Chaos will, will live up to his promise and come in and still have a, a real good match. If he is indeed injured, I don't know what's going to happen. We have this big old main event planned, and it's supposed to be titled for match. So something has got to happen here to replace that if, if that's not, that's not going to be the case. So I trust in New Wave, man. All I can tell you, if, we don't, if, if Chaos decided not to show up or Chaos can't wrestle that day, you're guaranteed you're going to have a really nice main event. Uh, new wave for wrestling always pulls through. That's the best way I can really describe it, and that's not I'm not saying that for my own selfish reasons. Honestly, I think new wave is is awesome and always gives the fans a real good show. So I wouldn't be too concerned, man. It should be a lot of fun. All right, Jeff. Um, what match are you really looking forward to this Saturday? I'm definitely not looking forward to to, to that Chimara guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm looking forward to the Battle Royal. I think it'll be fun. 
But um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm, I, I can't, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, uh, to that three-way. I think it'll be a fun match. Um, even though Chimara is in there, uh, I'm definitely looking yeah. forward to Ariel Star and Scott Lost. I think that'll be be an awesome match. Yeah, I know. I know Ariel Star. I know Ariel Star for the uh, since New Way did their first show in March. Um, the original Matt, he faced a, he ended up facing Chris Moreno, who's also real, real good. Um, but he was supposed to face originally before the card was even made. He was supposed to face Scott Lost, and uh, something happened to the effect of uh, Scott Lost just couldn't do it on that day or something. Uh, so a little over, uh, just a tad over a year later, Aerostar um, will finally get his match. And, and honestly, he's been. He he models everything after Scott Lost. Everything he does and says, and and the way he moves in the ring, is modeled after Scott Lost. And he's finally going to get his opportunity to face the man he he idolizes. So, really good for him. There's a couple uh, there's a couple of videos just posted up up on uh, up on uh, the New Wave Press on MySpace um, and the New Wave. Well, I'm sure it'll be up on the New Wave site somewhat soon. Or you just go to YouTube and search New Wave Pro Wrestling or NWPW and see all the videos that we post. And, you know, if you're listening, for the love of God, please subscribe so you can continue to see what we do. Um, but there are two new promos up there, one from Anchors Away and one from Ariel Star. And uh, and uh, Rick Ellis makes a little appearance in Ariel Star's uh, promo as well. But um, you can set, you can see it. It's not it's not like a, a worked promo. Ariel Star is being legit talking to Scott Lawson and thanking him for the opportunity uh, which he's going to give him. And that's great because a lot of people, uh, you know, Scott Lawson is a, let's face it, he's a heel, he's, a, he's an asshole. And uh, he comes out, he comes out with a real cocky attitude and Aerostar's Star is really laying it all on the table and saying, look, I don't care what anybody says about you, thank you very much for this opportunity. At the very, very least, the match, that match will be the most passionate of the night because it will mean so much to, to, to Ariel Star. And I know he's going to do, without a doubt, that will be his best performance yet. Which is great because you know he could save his worst performance yet for my match. <laughs> really works out real well. So uh, David E. Jones, I know you got to get back to the thirty-second naval uh, base um, and go back to work. But um, real quick before I let you go, I want to talk about something non-new wave. Um, okay. XPW stars announced for the big XPW show that I know you're very interested in: uh, Supreme, Sandman, Vampiro, White Trash, Johnny Webb, Chaos, GQ Money, Angel, Post Clown, Alpha Boy, Luke. M-Dog 20, No Salad, Scorpio Sky, and the main event, Sabu and Homeless Jimmy against Raven and Vic Grimes. Uh, you're going to the XPW show, correct? Oh, I'm going to the XPW show. I'm, I'm definitely going to the XPW show. Um, the, I mean, shit, man, I've been going to XPW shows before XPW got all... I mean, they were pretty big, but I mean, not as big as they are now, uh, considerably. I remember going to the high school. I think it was Birmingham High School they were running at, and I, I went to all them shows, and um, I was there when New Jack made his appearance and that. I mean, XPW is on it, and I'll tell everybody to to my dying breath, XPW may have seriously the most uh, questionable styles of wrestling, just because the stuff that wasn't hardcore wasn't all that good. Because um, you know, that's all everybody wanted to do was mostly hardcore stuff. Um, but without a doubt, to this day, XPW whether it was because of Rob Black wanting to put himself over or not, XPW this day is still the most entertaining company I've ever been to. And that's the absolute truth. They're a lot of fun, a lot of fun. 
And you know, I'll, I'll model anything after XPW. I never give. I never say XPW is an example. You like XPW guys because you don't want to be. You know, I mean, XPW guys is a, it's a bunch of guys hitting each other with a whole bunch of blunt objects, and that's not my style of wrestling. And you know, for some people, it is. And a lot of people, a lot of people uh, come to that, and, and XPW really gets over because of that certain little demographic. But the people that are not attracted to that, like me, still go for the show quality because it's a lot of fun to come out. And the music and the smoke and the, the set they always have and it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. I'm a little uh, a little upset. Some people that I really liked in XPW weren't aren't going to particularly be there. Um, Messiah for one. I like Messiah. I don't know. I like Messiah. I'm back when was uh, the the Jesus Christ superstar Messiah. Um, and and obviously you know Dynamite D got rest his soul. Um, but he was always real fun in the eighties. So some some sparks of the show are going to be gone, but I mean you have a lot of um, a lot of guys that were there that cross over from ECW to XPW, like uh, New Jack and Mustafa. And New Jack cut a real good promo on it. I don't know if anybody's seen it. New Jack cut a really cool promo about uh, about how much he dislikes ECW and how much he he likes XPW. And this is just reason he's talking about this show coming up. So. Um, I'm really excited, man. It should be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. You know me, man. I'm an XPW mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's why I brought up. Real funny before I go. Um, I remember watching. I was, I was in a background poke show, and uh, I was sitting next. You know, man, I'm in the business. I don't mark out that much. But, I mean, I was sitting next to Vic Grimes, poke with a clown, and all these people that were ECW guys. And the main event for that day, I think it was the sad father chase. And, uh, I mean, the whole damn night, dude, I'm, like, kicking back with all these XPW guys, and I'm just, I'm going ape shit. And then out of nowhere, like, it was dead silent, like, nothing really important happened. I start throwing up the X and chanting XPW. <laughs> it was great, because I got the whole section chanting and everything. And, you know, Jezebel kind of raised her hand, and, you know, everybody kind of gave the X. And it was awesome. It was a, it was a real cool moment. And uh, she shows you, I mean, even if you don't have just, you know, if you just work this one show, if you continue to run XPW, um, you just don't have to bring in everybody you're bringing in for this particular show. But if you continue to run XPW, guarantee they can be right back where they were um, prior to their folder, their move. Uh, XPW is a lot of fun, man. I, I encourage everybody listening to go to go check it out at least once. A lot of, it's a lot of fun. You said earlier that your dream was to wrestle in the Grand Olympic. You, you didn't go to any of the XPW shows they had at the Grand Olympic? I never went to the XPW on the Grand Olympic shows. Um, the, uh, the last show I went to in XPW was when they were doing the high school, and they damn near blew it up. Um, and that was that for me for XPW. Uh, the only show I ever went to for the Grand Olympic was ECW. I think it was Heat Wave. And that was when XPW came in and, and fucked everything up. And it was real funny, too, because a, a lot of people don't know the story behind it. But there were a lot of indie workers, um, and SoCal indie workers, were called the XPW crew. And they would check people's shirts, and they would make sure nobody had anything related to XPW on it. They'd make them turn their shirts inside out, and they wouldn't let them bring in signs. And they, they were specifically there to turn away XPW fans, which was uh, really, really crazy. And uh, it's funny because all these people at the ECW show, all these people that emptied out the locker room to beat the shit out of uh, Chris Claus and them who were in the front uh, starting whatever shit they started, half of those people worked XPW like three months later. So <laughs> it, was, it was really, it's really ironic and funny. You know, and I remember, I remember like sitting. I was sitting like I can't remember. It was like the 
Cantoreau or something like that at the high school. And uh, right behind me, like, I hear New Jack kind of like doing a thing at me. And I look back, and there's New Jack. And I'm like, I don't know why. That's fucking weird. He's, like, so crazy. And, it, and like, New Jack is, like, so cool, but he's such a fucking nerd because, you know, he always posts shit on, like, like blogs and shit like that. And, and he posts videos, which is awesome because he's, like, so fucking down to earth. And he's not, like, one of these stuck-up assholes. Well, I'm a freshman wrestler. You're just a fan or whatever. The dude talks to everybody. He's, like, so fucking cool. And, like, for no reason at all, he just kind of said hi to me just because I was in front of him. And he was, like, kind of peeking out from behind the curtain. He's like, and I waved back. And he's, he's, I looked back, and he's just kind of waving at me and giving me a nod. I was like, fuck it, hey, dude. New Jack just said hi. <laughs> but, like I said, uh, overall, man, XPW is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Alex, you know, I, you know, I heard you did the whole uh, working for XPW's boards or whatever, uh, posting shit on there. And you never even seen a live show. So, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, dude, I, you'll see, man. Like, nothing you ever seen before. And I'm sure you're going to cross your arms and check like, the WWE show and pretend not to mark out and then five months later buy $500 tickets at the third row at, at, at uh, One Night Stand. I'm just saying. Just putting it out there. Actually, I'll be at uh, the, the UFC show that night. I w- actually, I'll be out of town. Oh, I'm sorry. You got the Marine Corps is, uh, un- unfortunately, UFC. I'm going in my first deployment since I've been in the Marine Corps all four years. And, uh, the Marine Corps decided to send me to Las Vegas for my first deployment. So um, I'll be going to the UFC show that Saturday night. Yeah, it must be tough. Must be it, really Thank you for serving our country. I appreciate <laughs> it. it. It's really tough. And um, I'll try to make it in Las Vegas when I'm out there. I'm, I'm sure. Just uh, just make sure uh, you write me once a week, dude, and let me know if you're okay. <laughs> well, I got to. You know, my morale will be so low in Las Vegas. But, um, oh, Timothy Jones, um, it's been great having you on. I'm going to go ahead and let you go. All right. All right. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. Um, everybody, please check out New Week for Wrestling this Saturday and come and support me and, or boo me, whatever you do. But please come to the show, man. It's a lot of fun. should be probably New Week's biggest show yet. So come on out and enjoy it. March 15th. Well, Jeff, um, I'm going to go ahead and play a commercial, and I'm going to get our second-hour guest on the air. So we'll be right back with Rebel Guard Radio. Now a word. Medicine, 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 faggot son of a bitch.
right, Jeff. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get a hold of our second hour guest, uh, but it'll be me and you second hour. It sounds like unfortunately. Wait one second. Wait one second. Ryan Stone. Yes. You're on the line. Uh, welcome to Rubber Guard Radio. What's going on? What's going on? Hey, uh, we got a big show this Saturday. We're on the air with uh, SoCal Pro promoter Jeff Dino. And um, let's run down the card real quick. Do you have the card in front of you or you need me to run down? I don't have it in front of me. Okay, I'll run it down real quick. Um, hey, uh, hey have... he, should, he, he should know it. He should already know it, though. Let's just let him <laughs> go with it. <laughs> Wait, Ryan Stone, but he has that big mat, so I'll, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of slack. Uh, okay. He's probably training really hard. All week. <laughs> You've been training, I can tell. Um, there's a big rematch between uh, myself, Alex Saint, and uh, Locura. And um, I'll go in, I'll let all three of us go and talk about the matches. Uh, Locura, uh, like I had said, you know, he was making his new way debut, and I'd heard all this stuff about him. Actually, seen him rough on LOI a couple times, made his new way for wrestling debut. And then uh, I, knew, I knew he was going to be an awesome talent. I mean, hell, he's working the next SoCal Pro show. But, um, I don't quite understand why I'm in this match because um, I'm the hottest thing going in SoCal right now, and I've already beat this guy. So um kind of questioning Adam Ginsburg at this moment why he put me in this rematch. But um, if, if what he wants is me to... You're getting your whole posse to go after him. Um, it, sounds like you're a little afraid, it sounds like you're a little afraid to go for this match, Alex. Um, yeah. The, the videotape shows uh, I beat him uh, clean one two three in the in the middle of the ring. Um, I'm trying to move up, and I don't see no, how this will. No problem doing it again. I don't see how this is going to move me up in the rankings if I have to ruffle him uh, again. So um, I'm currently uh, my agent Robert Hall. He's on this. Um, we're currently talking to people at New Wave, talking to the lawyers at uh, Alex Saint Enterprises Incorporated, and um, I, 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 it, it upsets me. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, Trevor, uh, Ryan Stone, what are some of your thoughts on the match? Well, but you've beaten him once, so I don't see why you, uh, you're you so scared about going at him again. You know, if you can beat him again, then you might be able to move up the rankings a little bit. Like, you know, anchors away, moved up in the card, you know. Now we're going for tag team titles again. You know, so you should have no problem. Jeff? Is Jeff, are you still there? Oh, I'm still here. Okay, Jeff, do you have any thoughts on this match? Uh, with the tag match? No, my match. Oh, I just oh. think you're afraid. I just think you're afraid to get in this match with him again. <laughs> it seemed like you need your buddies last time. Well, I would real quick before I go on to the next match. Why would I be afraid of a guy I've already beat once? I've already beat him one, two, three in the middle of the ring. It's uh, the the guy just started. I'd hate to already bust his confidence bubble by continuing to beat him on this show. And plus, I'm trying to move but up. I, I, you needed your buddies to help you win. And if I remember the end of the match correctly, he kind of took all you guys out. Um, the video does not show that. Uh, the next match is Ariel Starr versus Scott Lost. I'm really let's, move, let's, let's, let's move away from Alex's match very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Aerial Star and Scott Lost. Let's talk about it. Well, I know uh, Aerial Star's been wanting this match for a really long time. And I know the powers that be at New are really happy to be able to give this to him, and he's really excited for it. It's just, uh, it's just going to suck for Rick Ellis. Aerial Star's going to be all beat up for the tag team match against Hinkers Away. 
Jeff? I think this is going to be a great match. Um, uh, personally, I'm a fan of uh, Scott Lost. I'm a fan of Arrow Star. Um, I, th- I think this is going to be a great match. And I think, you know, this one, this might be uh, one of the matches that steal the show. All right. Uh, the, the next match is a no disqualification match. This match has actually changed. Uh, the boss, Antonio DeMarco versus Rotten Ronnie Thrash. They're going to beat each other up. Rotten Ronnie Thrash has improved leaps and bounds over the past few months. And I have no idea what he has in store for Antonio DeMarco. Jeff? Um, you know what? I, I just like the boss suit. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, this, let me move. This match will be nothing but just a brawl. These guys will just beat the crap yeah. out of each other from from what we've seen in the past with them. Yeah, all over the way. Especially with the notice qualification stipulation. Um, the three-way dance. Uh, do we need to talk about Well, we haven't got Ryan Stone's comments on it. The three-way dance. Uh, this is a toss-up for me because all three guys are really great competitors. You've got T.J. Perkins, who's been wrestling for years and made a pretty big name for himself as Puma, wrestling for TNA. We've got LTP, who's been doing tours of Japan with Zero One, and Chimera, who's re- he's moving up to the ranks in every promotion in Southern California. This is a big toss-up for me, and I'm really looking forward to this. Um, actually, it's, it's quite fitting that, um, that, that everyone's talking about the three-way dance at the Tidal Wave 2 show because... Uh, Ryan Stone, what was the main event of the very first Tidal Wave show? If I remember correctly, it was uh, Joey Ryan, B-Boy, and Frankie Kazarian in a three-way dance. So uh, it's very fitting that uh, the one-year anniversary show, New Wave presents a big three-way dance. And, uh, exactly. Everybody's talking about this match, and uh, I definitely think it's going to... I definitely second everyone's thoughts, and I, I know it's going to deliver an awesome match. Um <clears throat> We have the big New Wave Pro Wrestling Tag Team Championship match. Anchors away and aerial star pressures for Kellis. Ryan Stone, go ahead. You know, the only reason they won the match last time is because I had an injury to my knee. That's the only reason. If that hadn't happened, Anchors Away would be the current tag team champions. So it's only fitting that we get a shot to get what's rightfully ours. And with Ariel Starr getting that match against Scott Ross earlier in the night, it's just going to make easy work for us. So, Cal Pro Jeff, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think this will be a great match. Hopefully, uh, Mr. Ryan Stone doesn't slip on any water outside of the ring this time. We were uh, we were talking about your uh, your recent mishap at the EWF show earlier. Oh, that's nice. Appreciate it. <laughs> and as David E. Jones uh, was able David to tell e. us that David E. Jones was uh, he brought that one up. Uh, as David oh. E. Jones was able to tell us about the main event uh, chaos. Uh, if you want to find out more on the situation of the main event and what uh, chaos he'll, uh, what his role will be on this Saturday show, come to the New Wave uh, Pro Wrestling Show. It's Saturday night at the downtown YMCA. Uh, what time does the show start? The show starts at 6.30, doors open, 7 o'clock bell time. Um, the best advice I can give to everyone, and then I think both of these guys will vouch, that uh, get there early or you won't be sitting down. Yeah, get there early. Past two shows have had at least 300 people, and probably good 50 to 75 of them are standing. So, uh, uh, definitely come early um, definitely. and guarantee yourself a chair. Um, so, uh, Jeff brought it up. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, 
you slipped at an EWF show. Now, yeah. we, we were talking earlier, EW, uh, Anchors Away is starting to get booked a lot more, and uh, they've been brought to EWF now four times. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, your experiences up at EWF. Uh, they've been great so far. Um, as I said before, Jesse Hernandez was my original trainer, so it was a big honor for me to be able to go wrestle for him. Uh, just recently when we did our big tag team match at the Knights of Columbus Hall, that was a goal of mine I set back when I started training back in 2002, and I was very happy to be able to fulfill it. Unfortunately, the first night that we were there, I did uh, slip in some water and uh, dislocate my knee, but that's in the past. And uh, that, That'll be the I last time you try... That'd be the last time you try a shooting star poncho on the concrete, right? Oh, exactly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Jeff brought up an interesting question to David E. Jones, and um, I actually want to see what your opinion on this is. What are some goals for Anchors Away in 2008? Uh, one of the big goals that we've set forth is uh, getting more bookings outside of San Diego and California in general. And also, we really want to work down in Tijuana at the Auditorio. That's the big arena that's left out here in the West Coast that people can wrestle in. We had a goal of the Grand Olympic Auditorium, but you know, that was bought out by the some Vietnamese church, so unfortunately we can't wrestle there. So I think the Auditorio is our next big goal. Okay, and then uh, David E. Jones alluded to tag team titles, Frank, is away. Um, what, what, that's that's uh, always what, a goal. What, what do tag team titles mean to you? Uh, to be honest, to me it means status means we're proving that we're the best tag team in Southern California in that promotion, in that region. You know, we go out there and say that we are. We just haven't had the chances to wear gold and show everyone that we are. Very, very interesting. Um, yeah, tag team titles, um, they definitely mean a lot uh, to be the tag team champions because um, what would you consider an easier match for you, a tag team match or a singles match? I would probably have to go with a uh, tag team match. We're able to get more rest, so we're not we're not tired, not getting the getting beat up or beating somebody up the whole time. I definitely can I definitely can understand that. But if you're if you don't have the right partner that knows, you, there's definitely an art to tag team wrestling. And then that's true. It, and I think I think because uh, WWE doesn't feature any uh, well-known tag teams, that it kind of is forgotten. But I mean, there's definitely something to a, a big tag team, and um, and if you're the tag team champions of a company, you may be thrown in there against you know a makeshift tag team, and then you have to quote unquote carry them to a, a good match. So I mean, it's a big, big responsibility to be a tag team champion. And I would I've say got, that's, that's one big thing about Anchors Away that I think that I really like is the fact that when I first met David E. Jones, immediately we knew that there was a connection. And being a tag team, we could just be able to feed off of each other. And our chemistry in the ring, where we don't have to tell each other what to do, we could just go off feeling and we know exactly what we're going to do at the same time. I've got a, I've got a question for you. Um, is, there, is there, you said you want to get more bookings outside of San Diego. Is there any mm-hmm. tag teams, whether it be in San Diego, that you might not have worked with already or that you want to work with? Even outside of San Diego, just even, you know, general companies outside, even in L.A.? Uh, I would really like to work with the EWF Tag Team Champions, um, Black Metal and Extreme Loco, just because, like I said, working for EWF is a big goal and a big achievement for me, 
and getting to getting the chance to wrestle for their tag team titles would be amazing. Uh, wrestling guys like uh, Joey Ryan and Scott Lost, you know, they've been in the business for a really long time and could definitely show us a lot. Uh, other than that, I really don't know have have a big idea of all the different tag teams around Southern California. I know a lot of them are makeshift, so I don't know a lot of the stable ones. Um, I'm looking for I'm actually being a press release. I know uh, SoCal Pro promoter uh, Jeff Dino actually being a supporter of WrestleMania weekend, and I don't know what your plans for that weekend are, but um, UXW just announced a uh, big main event. Uh, maybe maybe your idol should have stayed retired, Rodstone, because uh, the main event for the USW for WrestleMania weekend will be Steve Carino against Abdul the Butcher. Wow. Steve <laughs> Carino is definitely a guy that I've wanted to wrestle since I started watching him back in the original ECW. And when I met him in San Francisco a few months back, I did make sure to tell him that. <laughs> What are your thoughts about that match? Because uh, you know what Abdullah's going to bring to the table, and then uh, you know what Steve Carino's going to bring to the table. It's definitely an interesting match. What are your thoughts? The biggest guarantee I can say is it's going to be bloody. <laughs> it will be bloody. Forks, cowbells. I have no where's idea that, what they would use. Where's that, where's that match happening, Alex? Uh, it's actually happening in Orlando, Florida. I can, uh, I can actually get you the information on the show. There's a lot of shows going. You're going to WrestleMania this year, correct, Jeff? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I mean, there's there are so many shows happening out in Orlando that weekend. There's probably a show from Wednesday through the next Wednesday that's happening. Every single company in, in Florida is looking to run that weekend. Um, I can actually tell you, so I know USW Hardcore is planning on running a show, and I know that TNA is going to be running, I believe, three shows that uh, weekend, I believe they're running the the Thursday, which will be, I want to say, the first live. Uh, they're doing TNA's running shows on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I'm gonna try and make the Friday show. Isn't Ring of Honor doing some shows out there too? Yes, that's why I was just pulling up. Um, March 28th. I got the March 28th card right here in front of me. Um, let me run down the card real quick. Um, Sunny will be there signing autographs. Uh, ROH versus Dragon Gate. Uh, the tag team of the Age of the Fall, Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black will face BXB, Stevie uh, Hulk, and Shingo. Uh, another ROH versus Dragon Gate match will be Austin Aries and Genki Horiguchi. Uh, another ROH, I, I guess this whole show is ROH versus Dragon Gate. You have Kevin Steen and El Generico versus Naruki Doi and Masato Yoshino. Interesting. That looks like a really good match. Uh, the Briscoe Brothers against Dragon Kid and Ryo Sito. In the main event, Sema, uh, Go Shiozaki, and Eric Stevens versus Roderick Strong, Baby Richard, and Rocky Romero, which make up the No More Core. And then actually, I, I know they have another show on the 29th. Let me, let me look at that show real quick. What, what do you guys think about that show? Those Dragon Gate guys are amazing. I, I'd love to go see that. Have you seen any of the Dragon Gate guys live? Uh, yes, at the... PWG show last year for uh, Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, Dragon Kid, I, I thought was amazing. I can't remember the other guy's name that he wrestled, but it was really, it was really it was, good. It uh, was Susumu Yosuka. Yeah, that, that match to me capped off the entire night. It was awesome. Um, as, as some of you may know, one of my, one of my favorite tag teams in uh, Southern California was the tag team Chris Bosch and Scott Loss. And uh, th- they were a really, really good tag team. Really fun to watch. And um, I have to say, the first time I saw Naruki Doi and Yoshino live, 
they were the most flaw. They were amazing live. One of the best tag teams I probably I, I, I maybe I mean, they were just, I can't put it in the words just how amazing they were seeing them live. And I've seen SEMA, and I mean SEMA uh, live is just unreal. And I saw him work Brian Danielson, and uh, and I believe Jeff, you've seen that match on DVD, correct? Which one was it? Uh, it's uh, from DDT uh, Night One. Yeah, I, Brian Danielson. I, I I don't I I watched it. I couldn't I couldn't tell you what happened during the match though. I, it was a it was a really amazing match. Um, I pulled up the card for the the second night, the Saturday night show, which will also be in Orlando. There's um, another there's another show happening um, uh, with the uh, with the demolition making a return on that show. I, I think it's the USW show. I think it's the USW show. Is I'll that pull that up that. I'll pull up that card next. But um, on the Saturday night Ring of Honor show, uh, Ring of Honor the way the way they do a lot of shows, just like uh, they 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 do in Japan, they announce limited matches. But then the sooner you get to the card, then you kind of know how the card's going to feel. Um, let me pull that back up. Okay. Um, okay. We have uh, Sonny again will be there signing autographs. Sonny's hot. Yes, she is. <laughs> uh, we saw her in San Francisco. Yeah, she's really hot. Um, ways versus Dragon Gate. Uh, Kevin Steen and El Generico versus Shingo and B.B. Holt. Uh, stipulations to the announced match. Roderick Strong and Eric Stevens. Now, um, I don't know if both of y'all know this, but uh, both of you have seen Roderick Strong in action, correct? Yes. Jeff? Yep. Okay. Well, um, either of you might not know this. I don't know if you do, but uh, Eric Stevens is actually one of Roderick Strong's students. I did not know that. Yes. Uh, Roderick Strong, before actually he had broken into Ring of Honor, he uh, was a trainer down in Florida, and uh, he trained Eric Stevens. And Eric Stevens actually did an interview where I heard, and uh he was recounting uh, training with Roderick Strong, and uh, it's it's really amazing to uh, be able to go in there with one of your students. Um, you've actually had that opportunity on a couple of occasions, haven't you, Ryan Stone? I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, you've actually had the opportunity to step in the ring with a, a couple of your students, haven't you, Ryan Stone? Uh, yeah, that is correct. I did a couple times when I first started wrestling, and uh, even in New Wave, and it's 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 definitely a lot of fun being able to get in there with someone that you that they started training with you, and it's and seeing how they're progressing, interactions with the crowd, interactions with you, and it's really it's almost like a proud parent feeling. So uh, Roger, that's definitely an interesting match. Anytime I see Roger Strong versus Eric Stevens on a card, for one, I know it's going to be extremely brutal because they go out there and they beat the shit out of each other, especially Roger because. Uh, there's a thing about you know uh, someone's your student, you know you gotta you gotta lay it into them a little bit more, and um, it's definitely oh, yeah. a match. Um, the Dragon Gate six man match. Um, this is always a staple. Uh, every WrestleMania weekend, from the first uh, they were they ran in Chicago, and that was the first uh, the first one they got a lot of uh, exposure, and then uh, they did one last year in Detroit, and this year in Florida they have SEMA, Dragon Kid, and Ryo Cito. There's Mariki Doi, Yoshino, and Horiguchi. Have you seen any of those Dragon Gate six mans that they've done for Ring of Honor? Either of you? No, I have not. 
Dave Meltzer. You have it. But, I mean, you know my feeling on Ring of Honor. I, I get burnt out after the, you know, first and a half match. First match. I watched, <laughs> I watched, I watched the, the latest pay-per-view today. And oh, what are your thoughts on that? I didn't even get through the whole thing. I saw half the pay-per-view. And from what it looked like, they cut out the entrances. So they might they might be having problems with you know with doing the theme songs because um, I didn't see any entrances. Um, but tomorrow tomorrow I'll watch the I'll finish watching the rest of the show. Yeah, um, I'll give you a full I, recap next time. Okay, I've I've heard a lot of I've heard a lot of uh, discussion about this show. It was um, because it was notable because uh, I had two big injuries on the show. Uh, Rocky Romero got a concussion. And uh, Nigel McGinnis actually got a concussion real early in his main event against Austin Aries. And actually, they're rematching from that pay-per-view on the same night, uh, Nigel McGinnis against Austin Aries, for the Ring of Honor title. Wow. So it should be interesting. Um, now, Jeff asked about the, WX, uh, the USW cause, and I have that right in front of me. Um, what, what day is that show happening? Well, which one? Uh, that USW one. USW one is on the 29th, which I believe is the Saturday. It's a Saturday show. Okay. Um, we have Jake the Snake Roberts will be making an appearance. Um, as as people who listen to Rebel Guard know, that uh, I guess he'll be getting out of rehab around that time. So it should be very interesting. Um and I've already said I've dueled the butcher against Steve Carino, and anything goes. No disqualification, no rules match. Um, two, two best uh, USW tag team title match. Best two out of three falls. The Heartbreak Express versus Bruce Santee and John Davis. The first fall will be a double dog collar chain match. The second one will be a double barbed wire baseball bat match. And the third match, if it goes to it, will be anything goes last man standing match. Wow. <laughs> like I, for meeting the Heartbreakers, it's really hard to see them actually do those type of matches. I, I wouldn't think right. they'd be able to. They'd do those things. Right. So, what would you say if uh, you were booked in a in a, a two out of three falls match with these stipulations? I would need a lot of preparation for it. <laughs> I've never that, done any stipulations like that, so I, I don't know. That might be the most that's, brutal that's match. That's the style of wrestling I like to do. That, that looks like that's going to be the most brutal match I've ever heard of in wrestling. <laughs> Probably. Um, the, the next match is uh, Disco Inferno against the snowman Ryan Snow. And then we have uh, Ray Breeze, Sideshow, and Aaron Epic in a three-way ladder match. And... Um, we're looking at some of the guys who are announced but don't have matches. Jake Snake Roberts, Abdul the Butcher, Steve Carino, Demolition, Disco Inverno, Big Vito, The Snowman, Ryan Stone, The Heartbreak Express, Viper, Crazy K, TJ Maxx, Vondrell Walker, Bruce Santee and John Davis, The Masked Maniac, Ray Bees, and Shannon Rose. This show is actually at 2 p.m. So you might be able to go to both shows because the Ring of Honor show is not starting until 10.30. So, Jeff, oh, if you're down there, you might be actually able to go to both shows if you wanted to. Oh, it's a 2 p.m. show? It's a 2 p.m. show that day. So, um, And pretty much every match, pretty much every match seems to be a gimmick match. 
<laughs> That's the way it's looking to me. I think the matches that aren't announced yet may be straight matches. They just they just announced the gimmick match. It's hoping to get a lot of people in. What's that? They've just announced every match being a gimmick match, just to hope to get more people in. It sounds like. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, will we see any uh, two out of three falls? Uh, every different falls a gimmick match anytime soon in SoCal Pro. I don't know. I'm I'm just a, a big demolition mark, so I, I wanted to see demolition at that show, but it doesn't really sound too much like they'll be wrestling. Yeah, um, although I, I don't know who their opponents will be. Um, I still, I've been able to manage to stay away. As he said, it, it couldn't happen, but I've been able to stay away from results of uh, the King of Trios, and I'm really excited to get that DVD because I know Demolition is on it. And I can't when wait to the, see it. I hope. When, how long does it take them to put DVDs out? Uh, Chikara, uh normally about a couple of months, but I have a feeling that this one's going to be rushed because you've kind of got to get it out while it's still hot, still fresh on people's minds. So, uh, so you don't want to ruin the finish for you? No, do not ruin anything for me. I appreciate that. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I'm really excited. I, I, check out www.smartmarkvideo.com and uh, when the DVD is posted, I'll probably be purchasing it. I'll, I'll be purchasing it, so we'll all be able to see the, the entire thing. On my TV right now, it's Sugier and Mara Fuji against the Briscoe Brothers. Uh, Noah just had a big card, and uh, they actually had uh, Masawa drop the juice. The anyway, title of Takeshi Morishima. They've been pushing Morishima for a while, and they sent him to America, and he won the Ring of Honor title. It was really dominant, and then they brought him back, and then soon after they brought him back, they uh, gave him the GHC strap. And it kind of seems like they're going to lead toward a match with him versus Kobayashi. That was the match they always wanted to do, but then Kobayashi came down with cancer, and now he's back. He looked really beat up in the match I saw him in earlier, though. But Kobayashi is Kobayashi. Um, so that's the big WrestleMania. Do you, what all plans do you have for WrestleMania weekend, Jeff? Uh, I really don't have too many plans. I'm, I'm going in on Wednesday, and uh, my my plan was to try and check out the TNA show um, since I'll be there, and I'll probably go and try and check it out on Friday. Um, but I, I I definitely like to catch that afternoon Saturday show. Yeah, definitely be an interesting show. And I think there's one more show that I know of being ran in Florida. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't seen any listings for it yet. But, um, and then, um, so, Trevor, I mean, Ryan Stone, as you were Ryan Stone. Excuse me. Um, no problem, Ronnie. <laughs> uh, there's the big uh, XBW return show. We talked about it with uh, Jeff and uh, Davey Jones. So um, are you planning on attending the show? I will be there, sitting in the front row. Okay, uh, the main event has been announced. It's Sabu and Homeless Jimmy versus Raven and Big Grimes. And uh, they've actually announced some more names. Um, who are you most looking forward looking to? Uh, who are you most forward looking to at this show? Who are you most forward? Who are you looking most forward to watch at this show? Finally, that. Uh, to be honest, I, I really want to see Sabu. Uh, I've never seen him live. And he's someone I've wanted to see since the original ECW, uh, Raven, and definitely I just want to see what the gangsters are going to do. I don't know if they've announced what match they're going to be in. I just know it's going to be something crazy. I, th- I think for me on that, the gangsters pretty much sold it for me. Yeah. Uh, what are the odds of Rob Black making an appearance in this show? I hope he doesn't. <laughs> what do you What do you think, Jeff? What was the question? 
What, what do you say the chances are of Black making an appearance at this show? Oh, I don't know. Unless they bring him in just for effect, just, just for, you know, to add something to it. But, I mean, from what I understand, he has, he has no impact in what's happening, right? Yeah, that's what it was. It's, it's a big vision. Uh, it's definitely a big, big vision. Big vision the right swallow of XPW stuff. So I, I can't see him making too much of an impact on, you know, what's happening. So if they bring him in, they'll bring him in. Depends on his standing. Yeah, well, they'll bring him in for some short segments. Um, I got the results from the New Japan Pro Wrestling Show on March 13, 2008. I'll go through them real quick. Uh, Homna and Hirata, uh, Homna beat Hirata. Uh, Inoue and Kanemoto beat Tiger Mask and Itsukara. Uh, Kosunaka and Thunderjusha Liger and Akira beat Jado, Gato, and Mora Ishii. Hiroki Goto, Giant Bernard, and Prince David beat Nakanishi. Cole Anderson and Naito. Um, Hiroshi Penzon beat Yano. Uh, Makabe defeated Ikitawa and Nakamura, Milano Collection AT, and Minoru beat Tanahashi, Ryo Taguchi, and Rijo. Interesting. Carl Anderson, um, it's definitely interesting seeing Carl Anderson go to New Japan. I definitely think that's a product of uh, NWA bringing New Japan back into the fold. Um, w- without seeing any video, I mean, how do you think Carl uh, Anderson do over in Japan last so? Um... I don't know. I was kind of shocked that it was New Japan. I figured he'd get a WWE deal before he'd go to Japan because that's just his style and his look. To me, looks more of like a an American style than Japanese style. Without seeing any video, um, I hope he's doing a good job. Um, met him a few times, had him on some New Wave shows, and he's been nothing but you know classy and and very appreciative of everything. So I hope he does really well. In the first round of New Japan Cup, Koji Kanemoto actually put out Gal Anderson. So. Um... I call Anderson to actually taking Eugene Nagata's spot because uh, Eugene yes. Nagata came down with uh, the injury. So um, very interesting. As both of you know, New Japan is one of my favorite promotions. And actually, I just got a DVD the other day from a recent All Japan show, and it actually had uh, Kijimoto and Hiroshi Tanahashi on the same tag team. Very, very interesting. Well, we know you and Tanahashi. Uh, Tanahashi is a very, very excellent work. You've seen uh, the Tanahashi Nakamura match from New Year's, correct, Rhinestone? Correct. What was your thoughts on that match? I thought it was really well done. Um, I'm not too... I've seen some Japanese stuff, mostly from uh, FMW back in the day, and it was definitely a different change of pace. Uh, I like the style that they do. It's not the style that I wrestle, but I definitely I like the style. Um, LOI just announced their show that they're having on March 23rd. I want to run down the show real quick, see what y'all think about it. Um, Katana Vera against Candice LeRae. Ooh. What are your thoughts about that? I think that would be a pretty good match. I know they've wrestled a bunch of times. They've done some EWF shows. um, And Candice LeRae, I think she's one of the best women workers in Southern California right now, along with Nikki and... I think it'll be a definitely a good match. Uh, I haven't heard your thoughts on it yet. Um, what were your thoughts of the Gail Kim uh, Candice LeRae match from San Francisco that we saw last weekend? Um, definitely, that was that was probably the best match of the night, uh, other than the main event with uh, Frankie Kazarian. Um, but usually, a woman's match is is nowhere near the top of the list for me for for a match of the night. It's usually you know. 
down in the barrel, but uh, that was definitely an, a, a really good match. Um, I actually just got the Chris Masters RF video shoot in, and uh, Chris Masters, he was it was very interesting here his interview. Um, I, I didn't know that much history in, about Chris Masters until I got into the interview, and actually, um, he said he just got into bodybuilding so he could become a wrestler. Because actually, I actually heard this st- story from one of the students that we have that uh, trained at UPW with Chris Masters, but uh, I actually heard it for, straight from Chris Masters' mouth. He was 17 years old, and then uh, he saw what WWE was looking for, so he, he quit for a couple of years, came back when he was 20, and actually came back and delivered a product that he knew WWE would like. And then uh, he trained at OVW with Rip Rogers for a little bit, and then um, actually, you know, I wouldn't call Chris Masters one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. But Masters and Frankie Kazarian, they put on a damn good match at the, the San Francisco show. Would you agree, Jeff? Oh, definitely. It was it was a great match. And it definitely had the people on their feet the entire match. Definitely, definitely. Um, the second match on this LOI show, um, this is interesting to me. Lufisto is the New York Knockout Nikki. It's who? Lufisto against the New York Knockout Nikki. Uh, Lufisto, the Canadian deathmatch worker. And this is an LLI show? This is LLI. Wow. I haven't seen the match listing yet, but that sounds like it'd be a really good match. Um, I've seen Lefisto. She's hot. And, uh, <laughs> I'm really impressed with some of the work she does. Nikki, is, like I said, she's one of the ones that's probably one of the best women workers in Southern California, maybe in the U.S. right now. Uh, both of us, all three of us were in attendance for the last Epic show. We actually saw New York knockout Nikki against uh, Lil Cholo. And what are some, uh, each one I'll start with Ryan. Actually, I'll start with Jeff. What are some of your memories of that match? Uh, I thought it was a good match. Um, they they definitely, you know, worked together well. Um, for some reason, something about Cholo, I haven't I haven't really picked it up yet. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm a fan of Nikki, though. I, li- I like watching her stuff. So, you know, I thought it, I thought it was definitely one of the, one of the best matches of the night. I would agree with Jeff. Um, I know I like Little Cholo's work, and if I remember correctly, I think he has also trained in Nikki a lot. Yeah. So I I thought their match was really good. She's really good at going to do the male and female matches. And I, th- I think with Cholo, I just need to see more of his stuff. I'm actually watching this Marfuji Sugiera against Briscoe's match, and it, it, it looks to me like the Briscoes are actually allowing one of the partners to get some kind of heat put on them. It's very interesting coming from a Briscoe match. It's just something you don't normally see from a Briscoe match. It's very, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, the next match is Ecstasies and Metallica against... Okay, this is where I'm going to get where I can't pronounce the names. Amnesiac and Amazonia. And then the next match is SoCal Crazy and Zeus Jr. against Super Makia and Chimera. Oh. SoCal Crazy and Chimera. They're going to go great against each other. Uh, Octagon Cito and Mini Tempest against Pyrita Morgan and Espedanto. And then the main event. It's actually a hair versus mask match that we'll actually see. That was actually the joke I made at LOI. Dad. A lot of times I go to Lucha shows and I see a lot of challenges for hair or for masks. You never see the match. <laughs> you never see the match. It's almost like they use it to get a pop out of the crowd. Because honestly, the crowd is going to pop out of Right, and then you never see the payoff. But actually, at LOI, you'll be able to see the payoff as Mr. Tempest will challenge Pandiero. Wow. I've been in the ring with Mr. Tempest. He's 
he's going to give Pendio a run for his money. And I've trained with Pendio, too, and I think that's going to be a really good match. Yeah, I just, um, have, I just have to say it again. Uh, if, if anybody has not seen Pendolero, just go to the show and see him. He's unbelievable. Uh, I've been a fan of him ever since the first time I saw him work. And, he, I mean, he can do any style that he needs to if he's in there with any different type of wrestler. He's just a, an amazing worker. I think Pendolero is on the list of uh, Locutor's trainers. What was that? I think Pandiero is on the list of uh, Locutor's trainers. Yes, he is. He did train at the LI Dojo for the Time Fair Open, and they will be reopening soon from what I hear. No, it's actually open now. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They've, been, they've been open for about a week and a half now. Oh, news to me. <laughs> um, and they actually have a real ring this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not well, a box. Maybe I'll show up there for one or two nights. And I, <laughs> um, I, I just found this news article, and I was wondering what y'all both thought about it. Um, Friday morning, there's actually a big event going on in Hollywood. As Vince McMahon will get his uh, star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mm. I heard that too. I, I heard he's got to pay twenty five grand for that, though, too. Really? I, I did not hear that. Yeah, I heard that um, they have to put on an event and uh, and put twenty five grand towards uh, towards that foundation to have your star there. Don't really know what it's going to do for them. Um, I, I don't know. I I'm kind of indifferent on that whole thing. It's it's kind of interesting, Vincent. I don't know of any other people involved in wrestling that have stars in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, to me, to me, doesn't make sense. His WWE is just now getting started into film. They've only been doing it for the past few years, and they have different types of inductees. Like though they have different types of inductees into the Walk of Fame, and a lot of them are TV stars. And I definitely think you have to consider Vince McMahon somewhat of a TV star. Well, yeah, he, he revolutionized how wrestling is broadcast on television and everything like that. And <laughs> it's interesting how. Um, both of his television deals that he's had, actually every time this man has a television deal, it always ends up being a big story. Um, the television, originally when WWF was on USA, it was actually because USA had just dropped Southwestern Wrestling, which was Joe Blanchard's promotion in the 80s. And they had run a big angle where uh, Eric Embry had actually poured uh, pig excrement on another wrestler. I can't think of his name. And that actually, and along with Joe Blanchard missing his bills, it actually uh, got him kicked off cable television. And this man came in and scooped up the television deal. And I believe that was around 84. Don't quote me. I think it was around 84. And then 1984, to have cable television, that was kind of a, it was a new media. It definitely wasn't something that uh, people, people didn't see the value in cable television. Definitely back in the 80s, it was all about your syndication. How many markets could you get your syndicated television show in? Because a lot of people didn't have cable television in the in the 80s. And now with Vince McMahon, I mean, uh, he's definitely revolutionary because um, he put all of his program, all of his programs now filmed in high definition. And it's the first, well, obviously, you know, he's the biggest wrestling promotion, but, I mean, it's the first wrestling uh, television of any kind be broadcast in high definition. It's very interesting. He's, he's, I definitely, he's a man who's a, a pioneer in a lot of different ways when it comes to professional wrestling, promoting and everything like, else like that. 
Um, TNA lockdown. Uh, TNA will have a lockdown fan fest April 12th at the DoubleTree Hotel in Lowell, Massachusetts. Tons of wrestlers will be there. Uh, Ryan, so we were actually talking earlier about TNA and uh, these house shows. Um, something that I found interesting is that if you go to a WWE show, you're not always guaranteed the meeting of the stars. But um, TNA has definitely took a different approach. And um, they're, apparently the wrestlers are very accessible after the shows. They'll come out behind the curtain, and actually uh, you'll be able to meet a lot of them. And then now they're doing the fan fest. And um, I, I want to hear some of your thoughts about that, about TNA, and how, because, you know, say what you will with the television shows, but it seems like with the live shows, they're definitely giving the fans what they want. So what are, what are your opinions on that? Um, I actually think it's cool that the wrestlers are more accessible because I've, you know, I've been to numerous shows where, you know, you just see them get in their cars and drive away or they're not really interacting with the fans. And when I was a young kid, you know, it probably would have been something really huge to have the guy that I saw wrestle on TV come up, say hi, sign an autograph, or take a picture. Uh, so I think it's really cool to do little fan conventions, things like that. And even when I went up to San Francisco, you know, at the age of 24, meeting guys that I still look up to, Demolition, Nasty Boy Brian Knobs, Steve Carino, it's still... It's really impressionable on me to see these guys that might, should have, or should have an ego that don't. That will shake your hand say, and tell you stories and, and have a really good time with you. I think it's really cool. The big WWE events, I don't, I don't feel as close to the action, and I don't feel like I can connect with the guys that are on the show. Like I can with like indie shows or possibly a TNA show. And another piece of news, the IFL stock has dropped all the way down to eight cents. That is, yeah. <laughs> that's very, very sad. Uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, uh, Tuesday night, ran a show. Um, a lot of the guys who used to work in OVW um, actually worked this show. It, it, they have a lot of talent down there in Florida. A lot of talent. Um, CMLL did a show in Puebla. They had uh, 5,500 on a Monday night. Uh, CML, they they run a lot of shows down there in Mexico. They uh, AAA as well. Uh, business is is real well in Mexico. Y'all can get on to a lucha promotion in Mexico. That'd be awesome. Be said, wouldn't have to work a real job. <laughs> oh, um, so let's go back to uh, the big show on Saturday night. New Way Pro Wrestling. We've kind of kind of got away from that. Um, yeah, we did. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, what is the significance of this show? Um, one year ago, New Wave ran the first show, and um, what's, what's this show mean to you this Saturday night? Uh, this is something really big to me. Um, I'm really excited for this. You know, one year ago, David e. Jones and I were you know running around their chickens with a head, like a chicken with their head cut off, trying to figure out what's going to go on. We had matches, no show, and this is something really big. We've been able to run for one year and open up our own wrestling school. So to me, this is a big significance for us. Um, also, you know, having the three-way dance, you know, second year in a row, and I think this one's going to be better than the first with the talent that's just ready to show these fans what they've got. I think this show's definitely going to blow away our first one and probably blow away the other ones that we've had all together. So I hope everyone gets their tickets, gets their early, gets a seat. It's definitely... Uh... I've, I've, I've got a question for you, uh, Ryan Stone. Um yeah. With with this now a year later, um, and same with, same with myself with SoCal Pro, I'm I'm coming up to a year anniversary uh, next month in April. 
but where do you see the the local San Diego scene now that we've that between the two companies, uh, even with LOI running, um, where do you see kind of the scene going now, and do you see any kind of difference in attitudes towards people down here? I see the guys in San Diego, they're going to start getting a lot more bookings elsewhere. I know SoCal Crazy's wrestling a whole lot more than they did a year ago. Um, I see guys from L.A. trying to get down here because they see this as a, a budding scene that it's just going to blow up. Uh, definitely fans' perception has changed. Even the uh, fans on the Internet, their perception has changed of San Diego. Granted, they think you know we're all still green, you know, brand-new promotions, which we are, but instead of just saying San Diego's a dead area now, they know there's wrestling and consistent wrestling. I see um, the scene in, in the future blowing up to being what L.A. is, especially with such few promotions as SoCal Pro, New Wave, and the Lucha promotion of LLII. It's, there's not an oversaturation of it, and it, I think it's going to be big. Um, when I say San Diego wrestling scene, and I, I speak in, I'm talking about the wrestlers, uh, what what names really stick out in your mind? What what wrestlers really put San Diego on the map? SoCal Crazy tops my list. Um, I've been in the ring with him numerous times, and I think he's one of the best wrestlers that I've seen. He he just gets it. Uh, Matt Twisted is another one who I actually broke in with, and um, he's just another amazing talent that needs to be showcased more. Uh, and also other guys from like the New Wave school. With uh, you know yourself included, Rick Ellis, uh, Ariel Starr, and all the guys, Locura, that I just see making this scene. They're all really good. They're all understanding of this business. Um, Jeff, like you said, uh, SoCal Pro is entering. In April, we'll be entering uh, one-year running shows. And um, what's what's uh, what's that feel? What's that feel like? Uh, it's it, it's a great feeling because you know a lot of people had doubts when when anything starts in San Diego. And I think I think between between the three of our companies, um, with New Wave and SoCal Pro and uh LII, we're we're definitely bringing back the scene to San Diego where it's been dead for so many years. And it's it's definitely a great thing because there there's a lot of guys now that they know that there are companies here and they're coming to us looking for work because they know it's not a dead scene anymore. It's starting to liven up a little bit. So hopefully, you know, hopefully a lot more people start taking notice because it's, it's definitely a good thing down here. What, what's, that mean to, what's that mean to you, Jeff, as a wrestling fan? I know you went to a lot of shows in San Diego, and uh, how, how's it feel knowing that you're part of a scene that has two companies that are on uh, one-year anniversary shows within the span of a month of each other? I, I, th- I think it's awesome. Because, yeah, like you said, I'm, I, I was going to shows, you know, every other week. I was going to two, three, four shows a, a month out here, you know, in the late 90s. But ever since then, there's been nothing. So even just as a fan for myself, being able to go to the shows is still fun, too. Um, whether I'm a part of them or not, you know, uh, I, I, I said to you a couple weeks ago at the EWF show, that was the first show I'd, I'd gone to that I hadn't been a part of in so long. So it, it's, good to, it's good that there's shows happening even just as a fan, because now I get to go to them, you know, no matter what. Stone as a, in San Diego, it's going to be big. Ryan Stone, as a, as a fan of, of wrestling in general, um, how, how do you think, how, from a fan's perspective, how is it that you have two promotions in San Diego, and then they're entering in, you know, their second year of running shows? What's that mean for San Diego, from a fan's perspective? 
I think it's it's just going to be great. You know, SoCal Pro and New Way, they run a uh, totally different sides of San Diego, so we're totally draw, drawing different fans. So fans in the northern section get to see great wrestling, and fans down south in the southern San Diego get to see some great wrestling. And it's it's just going to show these fans that we're you know we're here. You know, this isn't just some place where you have to go up to L.A., drive two hours to go watch a good wrestling show. You could drive 15 minutes and see something really cool. Uh, back when I was still trying to break into the business, there wasn't anything down here. I'd have to drive up to L.A. to see any shows, and that's why I'd actually started training in San Bernardino. And I'm, I'm really happy that we're able to provide these fans with quality wrestling shows on a monthly basis and get something started. I can't wait to see what you know, three, four, or five years down the line is for San Diego. Um, I'll, I'll ask both of you this question. Um, I'll, first, I want to start with you, Jeff. How important is it to a scene that? What, excuse me. How how important is it to the scene that the promoters in the scene get along? Uh, I I think it's it's probably one of the biggest parts. Um, like I said before, you know, that EWF show was the first the first show that I was at that that I was able just to go to and sit and enjoy and not, you know, be any anywhere near a part of it. You know, even for the, the New Wave or the LII shows, you know, I know the promoters, everybody helps everybody out. So it definitely, you know, it's definitely a good thing. Um, there, there's no shit talking between any of us. Uh, you know, we're all, we're all pretty good friends. And uh, I, I think that can go a long way. You know, if you look up at, at any of the other scenes, you know, everybody's hating each other. Everybody's talking crap, and it, it usually just doesn't mean anything good. Brian Stone, so it, it's, def, it's definitely one of the, Jeff. I think it's definitely one of the biggest parts of of just having everybody get along, and that can only help the scene. I I agree with Jeff. It's a big advantage for us because now we're not trying to steal each other's fans away. We're not trying to run on the same days, use the same guys. Um, we all we all get along. We all go to each other's shows. We all help set up at each other's shows. And it's just going to help a working relationship if we need to work something out in the future. Um, it's, it's just going to be better for San Diego. They don't have to choose between different companies. They can go see all of them because we're all going to be on different times, different days. And the fans are just going to win in, win in the end. helps us out, but the fans will win in the end. I definitely think that's the most important part is that the fans do win in the end because they don't, on a Saturday night, they don't have to decide what show they're going to go to because, New Wave and SoCal Post stagger out their shows, so you don't have to make that hard decision, well, I want to go to this show, or do I go to this show, or it's definitely a, a breath of fresh air. You always hear about, you know, rivalries between promotions, and um, you got two promotions right here in, in San Diego, and I mean, uh, if they've been running for a year, I mean, that means, uh, that has to mean something, you know, I mean, it has to mean the start of something, you know, and uh, it's definitely... It's definitely a milestone for us. How does it feel? Uh, and by us, I mean all of San Diego. It's definitely going to be a big milestone because it's the start of something big. San Diego used to have something down here, you know, back in the late 90s, and then pretty much nothing since. And I think we're going to restart this whole scene. Like you said before, you know, don't have shows running on the same dates where, you know, some show has to run at 1 o'clock because they use the same talent as the show that runs at 6 o'clock. And then fans have to drive back and forth, and I'm glad we don't have to deal with that down here. How does it feel for you to be part of of a scene like that, a, a budding scene that has promoters that get along? I, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. That means uh, more work for us. And just as a fan in general, I get to see some awesome wrestling. 
and I don't have to drive all over the place, you know, should go to one show in the afternoon, go to one show at night. I could go see them on separate weekends. And like I said, the fans will win in the end. This is just something that's be really great for everybody. Jeff? Yeah, I, I, I pretty much feel the same way. Um, it, 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 can, it can do not. It's going to blow up pretty soon down here. Uh, a lot of people are just now starting to take notice, but I think uh, uh, I, I think by by this time next year it's going to be a completely different scene. And there's going to be a lot more eyes looking down here on San Diego. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we got four we're more. Not, we're not going to be laughed at as the uh, you know the rookies anymore. We we should be compared as just like everyone compares the promotions up in LA. Uh, we got four minutes left in the show, so I'm, I'm gonna run down the show one more time. Um, we have me versus Lokuda. I would say versus Lokuda. You have uh, Ariel Star against Scott Lost. Uh, the bo- boss Antonio DeMarco. Ron Ronnie. Uh, the boss Antonio DeMarco versus Ron Ronnie Thrash. Chimera versus TJ Persons versus the LTP. Ariel Star pressure Rick Ellis versus Hank us away, and then uh, the, the title situation, which will be uh, settled at the, the New Wave show. That's March fifteenth, this Saturday night at the downtown. And we also have a twenty man battle royal. Oh, yeah, the 20-man. The number one contender spot. The 20-man battle royal for the number one contender spot. Uh, doors open at 6.30, bell time's at 7. Uh, tickets are $10, $5 for children. And uh, Ryan Stone, uh, we got three minutes left. Uh, why, why do I need to come to this show this Saturday night? You need to come to the show because you're going to see some really good wrestling with guys that actually care about making San Diego something. You're going to see guys, you know, Ariel Star and Scott Lasser is going to blow the roof off the place. Uh, definitely with Ariel Star pretty much not idolizing, but looking up to Scott Lost. You know, TJ Perkins, LTP, and Chimera, even though they're from L.A., they're going to work their hardest down here and make sure that we all succeed. Um, Anchors away, Rick Ellis and Ariel Star. You know, we had a great time last time, and I know this match is just going to be above and beyond that one, even with my injury. This show is really important to make sure that San Diego gets off the map with wrestling. You know, we're going to be put on the map. We're going to be seen as a a good scene along with SoCal Pro. The show, our show this month and Jeff's show next month are definitely going to be big milestones for San Diego. Fine, Stone. It's been a pleasure having you on the air. Um, What plugs do you have? NewWayProWrestling.com. Check out the show this Saturday night. Also, guys, check out SoCal Pro Wrestling. I know Jeff will probably do that right after me, but there's something big, too. Do you have a MySpace? MySpace.com slash Ryan Stone will be mine. You can check out uh, MySpace.com slash Anchors Away DJRS and MySpace.com slash New Wave Pro Wrestling. Add us all. Uh, thank you very much, Ryan Stone. It's been an honor having you on, and uh, we'll see you this Saturday. All right, thank you very much, Alex. Take it easy, Jeff. Hey, have a good one. We'll see you soon. All right, Jeff. Uh, we're closing down on two minutes left in the show. Um, throw out some plugs. Uh, I just want everybody to go take a look at uh, SoCalProWrestling.com. We've got a big show uh, next weekend uh, on the 22nd at the Oceanside. Also, you can uh, take a look at our uh, MySpace, MySpace.com slash SoCalProWrestling. And uh, definitely uh, take a look, see see what's going on down here. And uh, make sure you, uh, if you're in the San Diego area, you check out New Wave Pro Wrestling tomorrow, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Saturday night. And uh, SoCal Pro next week. 
Awesome. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the show, Jeff. It's been awesome. And, uh, no problem. Thank you. And also check out WrestleWarehouse.com. All right. Thank you very much. We're going to close out the show with a song and then uh, listen on Tuesday. This is Rubber Guard Radio. Goodbye. Medicine, medicine. Medicine. <laughs> medicine. <laughs>